0: Hello and welcome to the Royal Rumble Review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn joined by Michael Anflat and Michael Sidgwick here to review the Royal Rumble premium live event. But before we get into it if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and YouTube <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2. Oh! AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review the Royal Rumble show. What did you make of it, Hamlet?
1: Got my dream match. Everything I wanted and more, and not even the actual match itself. So, feel a touch guilty for complaining, <laughs> as I'm about to, because <laughs> I don't think this was a particularly great PLE, if I'm honest. Um... And uh, it gave me, for the first time in a while, a little bit of a sinking feeling that I'm watching a Booker's Great Run coming to an end. Like, th- wow. that happens in wrestling, it does. I I think I was with you on WrestleMania 41 being, like, probably Triple H's season finale, just roughly on how long Bookers get where they're absolutely mm-hmm. at the peak of their form if you're enjoying what they do. I'm pulling that all the way back to WrestleMania 40. And it's something about this show gave me the feeling that, in spite of... All the pairings and all the great matches that are available currently to Triple H, the ones he's in right now are the best he's going to do and get. And everything will feel like wrestling has that thing where like, oh, this Sunday, this Saturday, whatever, the season finale, yeah, the world ends. Da, da, da. And then they have to convince you on Monday. Oh, it's not actually the world's ending next month. Yeah. You idiot. Join us like in a month's time. Cody Rhodes is going to be such... Cody Rhodes winning the title, finishing the story, is going to be such an incredible season finale that this show and a few component elements of it made me feel like that will be the peak and everything else will feel like the decline. I don't know. That was the... earnest. I watched it twice. watched this P.E. twice. Earnestly, as somebody that has liked... The show because the first one was on the stream, Sid, Like (laughs) to get the two perspectives, not just because I love it, I'd have watched it three times otherwise. (laughs) Um that was just a feeling I had coming out of this because I think I was exposed to 60 wrestlers and a few significant problems.
2: Sid, what do you make of it all? Mm, Not much, not much at all. Uh thought a lot of the wrestling was if not actively bad at the level I didn't expect. Just every incredibly cynical cliche that you can throw at the WWE product. And I would like to think of myself as a new NU dash hater, right? Yes. Where I can criticize WWE for what it is now, rather than make the same tired jokes about the promotion it used to be about three, four, five years ago, right? And what a
1: vital voice that is I want to put you over for. Thank because you. Because some of the negative takes I've seen WWE are lazy and washed and from people that are evidently not watching week to week. Yes.
2: There are new problems now. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, I thought that, and again, this might scan as like latent, cynical, critique about the WWE product and the same things people have been saying about it for years but my god was a lot of this factory settings cliched the same old shit problems that you just get removed from when you don't watch it and it's just that spot again that spot again that finish again that really fake feeling thing you're doing again I just saw a lot of Oh, boy, this is a WWE show, this. This is a WWE show, and I just didn't really get much out of it. I will say there was one storytelling beat deployed during the Men's Royal Rumble match that I just
0: almost stood up and applauded for. It was that inspired. I had a great time watching this show. I had a great time watching it with you. Yeah, maybe that's part of it, I suppose.
1: Sinking feeling that there were a few problems, and then that was sort of... Compounded a bit when I watched it, just aside from the stream. This is a lot of
0: fun. Disagree. Um, Just to echo Sailor Airman's sentiments in the chat. Thank you, everyone who's in the chat. I will get around to your questions eventually. Sailor Airman says Great Rumble on Saturday night. Very happy with both winners. A little disappointed there was no surprise Japanese superstar in the men's Rumble. That just means we'll get to see NXT 2.0. Oh, Carter on the (laughs) NXT (laughs) after WrestleMania. No, I, I really enjoyed a lot of this show. Um, I, I will admit there were issues, the age-old problem, well, not age-old, but current real problem for WWE, which is, who's that theme again? <laughs> Looking at the Tron, it, people in the arena doing the exact same thing, or just the complete lack of pop for for certain people who they've actually put some effort into. It's
2: so weird mm. how yeah. they don't get this right. This is You'd expect WWE, of all promotions, to just nail music, again i don't subscribe to the theory that wWE fans are stupid there's like there's going to be doctors in there I can do what they do right and I hate I think it's really insulting i've met so many nice wWE fans in real mm. life through the privilege of doing like live shows and attending shows and having people be nice enough to recognize us and say nice things about us in support of us um so i really dislike that take, that WWE fans are stupid. I think WWE thinks you're stupid, and that's why I think it is stupid. But the idea that they all just go to listen to some songs and watch some entrance poses is a nonsense to me. But if you can't even do that, it is a bit broader in terms of the way it tells its stories. And some people like that, and that's fine. And I genuinely, I don't like those stories, but you think, given what they go for, they're not trying to do anything particularly intricate. It's all bombast and Rares Matthias, as Hamlet said yeah. downstairs. How have they not got the music right when it was the backbone mm. of
0: all of it once upon a time? Yeah. You've got $5 billion incoming, and I'm not it suggesting... It's just licensed tunes if you've got to get... That's what I was going to say. You don't, not necessarily you have to do it for everyone, because then that's, you've gone too far in the other direction. Not really. It, it it would at least make some stars more recognisable so you're not eyeing up the Tron as, as their yeah. <laughs> numbers coming out. Especially
2: when... It, and again, we'll get into this, delve into this later. One of the problems with the Rumble is that it's so heavily skewed towards who's next, who's coming out next, yeah, and like the, the, the they're doing the WrestleMania entrances for the Rumble. That's a problem. We'll get into it later.
0: It's all geared towards look who's bloody I <laughs> I, that, and now because it's like who. <laughs> I love that for some people Naomi obviously coming back was fantastic Jordan Grace being in the women's Royal Rumble and of course the arrival of Jay Carger we'll talk we'll get into the women's Royal Rumble in a second but I loved loved the conclusion to both Royal Rumbles um was kind of shocked how early not early but at what stage Becky Lynch went mm-hmm. out I was ecstatic with both rumble winners I do not agree with the take but it's you know your your opinions fine the people who said Cody Rhodes winning was predictable. Well, no, it wasn't. We went in saying there could be about four different winners of the Rumble, and when it was down to Punk and Cody, if anyone says to me, oh, I knew Cody was going to win at that point, you're a liar. You can say you knew Cody was going to win when CM Punk dropped that line that we'll talk about a little bit later on. Because you're I, supposed to. And I think the exact same people who said Cody was predictable would have also been, you've ruined Cody And if he hadn't have won. Well, not being
2: funny, but like predictable's good. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is it. Like, they
0: the book the things you want to see and make you want to see them. And I enjoyed the other two matches on the show. I know we'll disagree with with one of them. I thought the finish to the US title match was kind of inspired, to be perfectly honest. Just as much as I said beforehand, I really hope Kevin Owens doesn't leave us via DQ. I was doing that with the arm cast thing, not the very clever referee spots the nooks as he's counting the three thing. And yeah, I, I'm surprised at the amount of people who said how much better the Women's Royal Run was because I loved a lot of the men's um the spots in there and the final sort of well what was it on the stream we said sort of six or seven people we said the any f- of these could right and then and the s- same applies to the women's there's that shot and i think maybe live shared it or some one of their stars near the end has shared it when bailey's won and they do the shot of the four on the right. floor and i was like all wrestlemania headliners right there
1: ri- like they're all doing basically on the like so on the ground surrender cobras yes and i think it's live morgan jade cargill Bianca, uh, Bianca Belair's in the line. I think Tiffany Stratton might have been there actually. Oh, yeah. And it was just like when Push came. to Liv Morgan's not
2: headlining a WrestleMania. No,
1: but at the very end of the match, they like you talk about the people that were received as the biggest stars or the yeah. biggest potential winners. The final six of the Rumble, like it did boil down to oh yeah. Like it, I, I felt like jumping ahead a little bit, but I felt like with that final six, you had like some split into twos on a, on a podium. Effectively, yeah. like as soon as. Sammy Zayn and Damian Priest go, you have that moment with yourself like, oh yeah, they were never really going to win, but it was pretty hot when there was those yeah. six. And then when you're down to the final four in the silver medal spot, it's Drew and Gunther. And you're like, oh, they were really never going to win. But as a final four, I was bang into it. And then you get to the last two and it just works like that. I thought that was like perfect manipulation of like your emotions towards these six biggest names. And I was specifically mentioning on the preview and all the build-up roars that, like, they've just lifted Jay's out of this conversation. So he wasn't there for that. Mm. They were absolutely telling you who the guys to focus on were. There were elements, a lot of elements to like, and that's why I don't want to just be, like, universally negative on this mm. show, because I do think that, to put to your point about predictability and about, like, a lot of well-booked wrestling shows should have an, ele- an air of predictability, because you're supposed to see things paid off that you've mm. been built towards. This wasn't a night without some big success stories. I just...
0: Well, It's going to be easy to explain during the matches, I think. Let's get into it, yeah. Let's get into the Women's Royal Rumble match. We'll get on with it. I will uh, We'll jump around all over the place here. So we'll kind of start at the end. Uh-huh. Bailey winning, happy, I assume. Amazing. Like, absolutely. I
1: just think that sort of... I refer to on X as like a quiet icon. A period of WWE that I... Never really want to relive or go back and watch nostalgically uh, the 2010s, and she was one of the very, very select few that made it special, made it feel real. Survived abysmal booking, vital to the company during the pandemic. Like really, unfortunately, timed injury. Fair as as like a massive fan of Bailey, I think reasonable questions asked about like what she offers in ring mm-hmm. post return from that injury. But just universally praised by her peers, like proper real life stuff. There was a lot of love about her doing that. A reminder that the Rumble is still an achievement in reality, even if all we ever talk about is the kayfabe. Her going to WrestleMania and having that big match that one night is vindication for so many things creatively done to Bailey that just simply weren't fair when they had a when they had a John Cena in the lap and they blew it. Like I, I love that as much in reality as I did the fiction. I think.
0: Would you make a Bailey he Was that you? Would you have called that? Or you thought Becky? This was Becky's one to win. It was one of the two, wasn't it?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I know. I just want to see Billy be a babyface. What an all-time fumble that was. (laughs) Open goal. To use an analogy from a good sport. Like, what were they doing for that many years? Absolutely pathetic.
1: Um, They bought themselves a chance at rectifying that for one big night, at least, at WrestleMania. Oh,
0: yeah. I see why. Let's talk some of the big moments. Well, first of all, Naomi coming out at number two. Fantastic to see her back.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: the nicest thing
1: I can say about, like, Naomi getting, again, this, like, this weird thing where they've had, like, loads of Iron Man and Iron Woman runs over the years. No, none of them mean anything. And they don't. This new gimmick where they're love showing that, Love that, by the way. I hate it. I love it, just, it. It just brings it into focus. All right, well, what have they done, then? Well, this is it. Book. Like, that's a, I think that's a really nice production choice. Book to it. Like, it legitimises the times because in Rumbles, you used to, if, like, you know, you're not... Like f- there with your stopwatch out. So it legitimizes the achievement and the sense of physical pursuit that they're on, but then the booking doesn't support it. Mm. Like Naomi ha- went an hour and it was great to have her back. And short of like a couple of maybe nice pops early on, people aren't talking about the big Naomi spots from the night. That's a feeling. Nothing happens in these matches. That is a feeling of how these matches are being like put together. But the, like, again, number two was perfect because you get the entrance and you get the, like, the Reyes Mateus. Like, she's, <laughs> that's going to be
2: in the lexicon. We
1: apologize <laughs> in like advance. Alive, isn't it? Reyes she,
2: Mateus. She's a Reyes Mateus
1: <laughs> wrestler. It's a huge part of the present. I'd like to like, see Naomi live again for that entrance and for like, that sort of atmosphere that she creates. Can't
2: keep getting away with this. <laughs> Reyes Mateus.
0: Reyes Mateus. <laughs> see, what do you think of Jordan Grace being there? It's great to see the... there's a cell phone, I'll tell you that. TNA Women's Champion in there. A mobile phone. But they were, she she was in there for 19 minutes, didn't get any eliminations. I mean, you had some nice stuff with her and Naomi being in there and some power spots. Her elimination
1: kicked ass. Bianca Belair, K.O.D. on the apron. Oh, yeah. Her elimination kicked
2: ass. Um, I'll describe this as a cell phone. Um, Like, she came out, decent reaction, the nice stuff with Naomi, and then she, just in terms of the intent, of the strike, she was like, Aiming to throw, knowing that the recipient was going to duck. The stuff I bang on about all of the time. And just the sharpness, the intent. Like, she looked a lot better than mm. a lot of the field. And what's the difference? She didn't get trained within the WWE system. Um, I, If anything, if you were of a cynical disposition, and I am, it was like, well, she looks sharper. She just looks sharper. She looks like she knows what she's doing a bit more. I think her footwork, just a sense of the occasion, which is weird. She's never performed in front of a crowd of that magnitude. She just really felt like she belonged. I was really taken with Jordan Grace in terms of her ring work. I'm not being funny, right? Like, there's a lot of wrestlers in that Women's Royal Rumble who I've seen be great before, right? I don't know if they had a collective off night. I don't know if these Rumble layouts are harming them in some way or what but my god she just looked a
1: cut above like I'm glad we're talking about this right because I haven't seen and I think there was a lot to praise about the final five minutes of the rumble it's funny on the rewatch it made me think of you when like a raw has a really thrilling climax and a bore in two hours 55 minutes I think this rumble was that right I think they we said it watching live there was the way this was structured in terms of the time people came out you were basically down not the last five, and everybody was a surprise or a, well, how's that going to work? Yeah. And that made for a thrilling conclusion. And sure enough, if you see all these people together, all stars, all mega over, stakes are high, someone's going to WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, absolutely nailed that. Uh, the bulk of this match was... Really poorly worked, and I've not seen a lot of criticism towards it. like piss poor at times. There's a lot of piss poor work, and yeah. I don't know if, like, like immersion breaking is what I'm talking about. I can We talk about this on pods a lot. I'm not going to, like, dig somebody out for a botch or yeah. anything like that. Although, like, Maxine Dupree, like, let's have a word, because the rear It's not match. her fault. No, it's not, not, her, it's not fault. her fault. She should not be in these matches. The rear Ripley match was this massive red flag of well yeah of course when somebody's got three entries on the cage match a, a match yes. on national television could look like that what are we doing like think this through a lot of the work was piss poor and i wonder if something about the rumble arrangement or i felt like i was watching wrestlers think their way through the motions and that's a problem mm. because this is supposed to be uh, all in fighting for your place for god's sake don't get yourself eliminated and everything else is all to play for i got that out of so few until the last five minutes
2: what was the first three um, Naomi, Natalia, Bailey. Bailey yeah. There's a spot. I can't remember. There's two other wrestlers who are meant to be sitting up, going to take like a double knee drop or something. She had to like get... I wish I could remember the configuration of who was doing the strike and who was sat down. But the one of the wrestlers who was like on that, sat up like this, ready to get knocked down. She had to pick her up. because I, I don't know what was going on. There was so much like... Piss poor timing, sloppy jalopy yeah. execution. Like this is at times an actively
0: bad or actively, it's not happening here, much. As much as I enjoyed the whole show and, and the, the, the the women's Royal Rumble, I look at the thing there and I'm like, Bianca came out at ten. Beyond after a while, he had Kyrie. Like, saying even she
2: came in and stumbled. There was just something yeah. in the air. Yeah.
0: Yep. But you had Kyrie and Asker in there with the fun damage control stuff. You had some fun stuff with like Chelsea Green and Piper, and that was quite entertaining. I want but a... until Nia, sorry, just until yes. Nia Jax came out, started kicking ass, it just it really fell into a bit of a lull for me. I like, don't
2: want to say it was an omni shambles. Sorry, Jade Cargill came in and looked great for a short time. I would say I was going to say some more nice things then. And, after. And, the, and Tiffany Stratton, I thought, looked composed. She just said toodles.
1: The, uh, look, honestly, so like the, the, there was something about how entertaining and how well thought through the Chelsea green spots were that highlighted to me that there wasn't enough thought put into other elements of this match because there was three or four times it wasn't just one spot where she got trapped in the corner with Piper Niven and Nia Jacks. It was another spot where they went into the middle of the ring and sandwiched her. Then there was another spot where she was laying flat, and yet again, like Piper Niven's falling on top of her, trying to fight Nia Jax, whatever it was. There was loads of them. Now, Chelsea Green is a fantastic comedic performer, and that to me, especially when I'm watching WWE, is just as important as the execution of your moves, because I'll buy her playing like the clown, as she was here, like more than her trying to grab a hold in the middle of the rumble. Don't do that. Don't do that. Be the best version of yourself Mm. in the way that you think you can, like, strategically win the match. And in Chelsea Green's case, that is trying to stay out of trouble. And, oh, no, I keep falling into more trouble. So much thought put into that. Character-based spots taking place in a match that allows for it because of the chaos of somebody else always walking in. Like, that, to me, was, like, such a stark difference to so many wrestlers that just came in to just do a few moves and do a few... Muse. (laughs) Muse. Like, weak scarcely believable exchanges, not stuff that was tied to their character. They're not like, Shayna Baszler's not running in there and just drilling everybody with a killer knees, tapping a few people out and then picking up the corpses, yeah. and throwing them over the top rope. Like there wasn't these sort of, they come in, you know, do their finisher even. There wasn't even that for the, for the pop of that. It was just, right, get another body out there, fill the ring up for a bit. Uh, we want Naya to chuck a few so she can go out and do it. The damage guitar stuff was really great, but underplayed. Mm. So like Bailey looking a little bit confused when Asuka turns up because clearly Asuka and Kyrie in the background have said, we're gonna get spots in the Rumble and we're just not gonna tell Bailey about Mm -hmm. it. So Bailey looked a bit confused and then she was like, well, all right, let's let's get through this. And then they just get eliminated without a second thought for her, like a nice thing, Mm. but was Kyrie, that elimination escape, we should be talking about that like we used to, the Kofi ones. But she didn't escape. Mm. Like, was that supposed to be an escape, or was it just a moment of how's she doing that? And then she gets eliminated anyway. It's not the, it's not the feeling you're supposed to have watching this impressive physical feat play out.
0: I, j- I loved Nia Jax's run. Eight eliminations, nine if you include Our Truth, as she uh, insisted <laughs> on social media. He got confused and <laughs> came at the wrong time. It was quite funny. Um, I'm sure Sigil loved it. Um, but I like the fact she went on this rampage, and then, I mean, I said I told you about this. I showed this to Anne Louise the day after, and I was like, look at Nia Jax just rampaging through. Who can stop her? And then Jade Cargill. I loved the layout of that.
1: I thought it was a great night for Jade Cargill, genuinely. Like, again, after she threw Nia Jax out, she did fall into the same trap. That it was just, right get into a corner for a bit. Like, we need you for this spot, or people will buy you at the end. And I love the drama of her getting as far as she did. But she was there. Like, I'd have thrown her out after the Nia thing. I'd had a bunch of people gang her up and be like, we didn't really see you as a threat, and look what you've just done, out you go. And I think that would have felt more believable than her going to the end, because there was a lot of, like, settling in to Jade Cargill being in the ring. You shouldn't, like, she's too special to, by the end of her debut match, be like, oh yeah, I've got about 10 minutes of Jade Cargill. Like, there should have probably just been three or four. Nia amazing. That would, like, that, how that played out and the crowd responded to it. You Get your Bianca Belair visual. Again, really nice bit of in-match like character stuff that the Spider-Man meme thing was a cool idea with the press slams, like just making. That was Be- yeah. Becky Lynch and I forget who else was like involved as the person being dumped, basically. But that was a really great touch. They showed you if they want that they could build a WrestleMania match effectively around a spot. Yeah, that's what people with aura do. So that was again very economical. But I wouldn't have had her last as long as she did because mm. everyone
0: was just forced into settling into a corner. Roxanne Perez from NXT making an appearance, Tiffany Strella making an appearance, uh, and Liv Morgan at number thirty, which was a surprise. Great to see her back, obviously. Slightly disappointed it wasn't AJ Lee, but that wasn't it. Wasn't like we were told that was definitely going to happen. It was more hope than expectation.
1: Uh, yeah, I I think the biggest problem about well, these two Rumbles, and they we're going to keep coming back to this, was that they were effectively the same. Nothing happens, and they were they, the pacing and the structure were. Too similar. Way too similar. It's inexcusable. You've got two rumbles. Do you think mi- that's
0: why they didn't have Becky at the end? Because then it would have been effectively a mirror image. Maybe,
1: maybe. But I think they saw Liv Morgan and Sami Zayn as the number 30s nobody's talking about. Uh, and one was substantially more effective than the other, realistically. live falling short for the second year in a row is nice rumble law. If they remember that stuff, yes. and it's important they do, we've got another one of them coming in the men's, they have to remember that to make it count. The rumbles of, uh, <laughs> like, reckon, my day, like the rumbles constantly referenced, or oh, so-and-so went this long in this year, and that's why they're a threat or
0: whatever. You've got to keep that. Mm-hmm. You've got to hold on to it. Um, in a weird way, I did like the sort of flex of, we don't need legends for the rumbles. Yeah, I, I think that about the WrestleMania cards.
1: Like, you should be confident. Like, if you're the... Triple H is the booker, that I have said he is for a while. Mm -hmm. Book these shows around the talent that you're using. Absolutely, I completely agree. Roxanne Perez was, again, there was a Jordan Grace element to Roxanne Perez, but it did make me think, why has she been on NXT for another year? Mm. She wrestles differently to so many of these tired main roster acts. Get her up and try. Just see what there is there, because I don't see any... Significant that sounds cruel, right? That I don't see any significant development to her in ring in the last year that wasn't there in 2023. Uh, three. She's ready.
0: Time to get her and Tiffy on the main roster. I feel like you ask me this every single week. I'm sorry, yeah, but the answer is probably okay. <laughs> um, anything else okay. you want to say about the women's Royal Rumble?
2: No, because I've got a big, broader point to make, I think.
0: Let's move on to probably match of the night. Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles versus L.A. Knight yeah, and Randy Orton. There are the any un- literary agents in the comments section. Undisputed WWE Universal Get Championship. Um, just uh I Dig. Oh.
1: <laughs> no, look. We uh, disagree. Uh, <laughs> explain
0: what you loved about this match, Robon. I will say, I'll admit, yeah, the early goings of this were... Slow and ponderous. Yes, but when they kicked it into gear, I mean, yeah, um, I did like the 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 the, the, the thing we sort of talked about in the preview of Roman Reigns is going to come out and say, I smashed him, I stacked him, I beat Smeashed. all of them. I, you know, I kicked out of everything, when in reality, like AJ Styles got knocked into a pile at one point, I think when LA Knight was trying to pin him, and there was another uh, pin breakup from a... Uh, styles Clash, that I was not expecting him to hit. I'll put money off it. Someone said, what finishes is going to hit? It's going to be a phenomenal forearm on mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. Um, and then, obviously, you had uh, Solo coming out and getting involved when Randy hit that RKO, from, which I thought was a great spot, the, the running. Because hitting an RKO when someone's going for a spear is weird because it's the flying nothing, as you always say. Yes. The spear, you, why is your head at that level if you're actually going for a spear? Whereas if you're going for a Superman punch, you are going to be sort of flying through the, the air like that. Um, and I know... It's a, it, an age-old thing that people complain about, and I understand it. The bloody L, another solo bloodline, whatever you want to call it, interference. I think this is going somewhere, but I can understand people's frustrations with it. And most importantly for me, Roman Reigns left as champion. The, the fear was, well, oh, I switch it on to Randy, and we'll do legacy stuff. Or and then I you beast. can do um, you can do Roman versus Rock with no title or whatever it is. Roman Reigns is champion, and I'm very excited for th- for the the. The WrestleMania main event, which, as I said at the end of last year's WrestleMania, you just got to let this stuff play out. But you know, I'm fed up of uh, being right all the Hi. bloody time.
2: It's time to just get it over and done with, you.
0: Yeah. D- what like are we d- doing
2: here, for Christ Almighty's sake? LA Night, yeah. Yeah. Uh, further stigmatizes someone who's never going to b- win a big one. So putting him in this match did no real favors. AJ Styles, uh, that about? He's done nothing. He's, it's, he, has he ever made? Has he made like an impression? Since coming back other than people week one going oh he looks jacked yeah i like it when
1: he, i like it when he flexes his muscles at the moment because he's biceps out the air but it's that, <laughs> other, it, yeah. other than
2: that like one uninteresting tv character who yeah. immediately exists in that space to just kind of do jobs Rad yorton it's got a bit of a political nightmare being overshadowed by Punk at Survivor Series, immediately thrust into the maw of a Fatal Four Way, total inessential. Blame back where it belongs with Orton off the rules. Off the rules. Like, I'm, I'm done.
0: Let, well, do you think they'll go back to Roman Randy
1: TV if they can be asked? I don't think. What when he's not out the belt? Yeah, maybe just because they're just because Orton like is a star. Like he's a star. Not well, what we think he is a star. They get so a semi
2: main out of it. They, yep. they can do a semi. I hate this because some the work of dicks. <laughs> But uh, they could do a Summer Slam semi-main, yeah, between the two of them. As Cody's on top, um, I thought this match was just a total cliche. I, uh,
1: Michael Hayes special was well. You guys hit upon the theory years ago. It was missing the all-important fifth man to make it good. Yes, yes, because it was. that's when the chaos starts. I thought this was trash. Like so dull. Uh, like I was bang in favour of the four-way because I didn't want to watch a Roman Reigns-Randy mm. Orton singles match. I thought that that's something to look at. Like, I didn't have anything to look at in this. I didn't buy the Randy Orton near fall with the solo uh, interference because the, that spot doesn't work when you know for a fact there's two wrestlers in the match kicking around outside. You're waiting for the interruption, even when some of them are
0: good. And I like I that think it I bought on it more than you did because because they just... The other two have been taken out by yeah. finishes at the same time, but was yes.
1: It, was it AJ that got the pile instead of Roman, so like Roman had to kick out of it. Yes, I think so. I I didn't mind that as a subversion of what we may have expected of Roman getting it done. I I thought this was so, like, Roman Reigns title matches can be the most, like, gratifying and emotionally draining experiences if you buy the challenger. that happened eight years ago. Or if you get sucked into, like, one challenger specific story, or they can just be this artless waste of time where the commentators, you, you can't make sense of it through the commentators because they're basically, like, they're required to tell you as he enters that this man is a demigod, yeah. right? And then call a match in which he is bailed out by his manager or by his family or whatever. And you watch that, and then Michael Cole, as the babyface, might say, um, "Ah, oh, like, lucky escape for Roman Reigns. And then he gets the win, and then he's like... The demigod, tribal chief wins again. Hang on, like 10 seconds ago, you just told me he's lucky there. Like, it's such a mess when it's when it's just moves for moves sake and when it's just this artless version of the Roman Reigns character. It doesn't really make sense. It does not compute as it, like, this character doesn't make sense. Compare this, right, Sami Zayn, right, in Toronto, where, oh, sorry, Montreal, where the crowd is just totally with him and you think you've witnessed... Sammy's in get under the bloodline skin and get under Roman Reigns skin to such an extent that even with the physical disparity between the two men even with like Roman being in Sammy's head on this night that man has got the fight and the will to win and that is what counts like that is when you can buy that Roman Reigns is a demigod because, yes, he's got bloodline accomplices, but also he's, you are facing the man. Some, the, the Ferguson Man United of the night, sometimes <laughs> they will just find a way to win, even if you think that the system is also on their side. This was about as far away from that as I've seen out of Roman Reigns in months and months. This was 2021, Roman Reigns, this title run, it's on its ass, and I'm so glad... It is coming to like I I'm relieved not just for Cody winning but because he has to win because this is done. It's, it's R.I.P. It
2: is so done RIP. It says some it says rather a lot when this guy barely ever wrestles. He barely ever wrestles. And that's fine, I guess. I couldn't give two monkeys. He barely ever wrestles. So you'd think therefore that it should come off as a big deal or a special attraction. The guy barely wrestles. And then within five minutes of his matches, you're like, "Oh, I'll see you in four months," and I will not bide my time waiting. Like, it's just so tedious. It's so repetitive. It's so redundant. It was so predictable. It was so cliched. Like, it it by like statistically, it should be more impressive than this. If you go from that rule of thumb in pro wrestling, where if you get injured and the fans are allowed to miss you, mm-hmm. right? your return automatically gets a baby face pop just through relief that you're back and happy to see you again. And I missed you, right? How are these matches so dull when he goes so long between them? And he's meant to be the biggest star in pro wrestling. The guy. He's meant to be the guy and he cannot even get his matches to be that over or that compelling or that interesting. I would say about 75% of the time, despite having that inherent benefit of not being on TV and overexposed that every other wrestler suffers from. The guy's got no excuse.
1: The the emotion you describe there is what you get when, like, and I'm, I'm not guilty, I just enjoy it, when the Roman Reigns graphic appears, Roman Reigns returns to SmackDown the TV. That's that emotion. Oh, he's been gone weeks. I'm really excited to have Roman Reigns show up on SmackDown, cut a promo, set something up. Who's he going to interact with? All that kind of thing. That's that. Just idealist the idealist dirge. The, the, the matches... Basically, the gap in between him wrestling, that gap exists to fool audiences because, basically, since I would say the tag match at Money in the Bank, it's been trash. Like, Jey Uso's SummerSlam was a nightmare. LA Knight was an over-delivery on rock-bottom expectations about how good a singles match with LA Knight could be. And this was rubbish. This was garbage. Like, the gap now is asking you to forget that these Roman Reigns matches just aren't it now and the feeling that you described, of, oh, yeah, so-and-so's back, is it's basically it's the length of his entrance because people really enjoy sticking the finger in the air, the grandiosity of it. Like, like and I'm... But that's not a piss-take. People in the buildings want that. You know, we've gone to these live shows, the Roman Reigns T-shirt. like He is the man in so many metrics. He's almost an and-the-bell-ring guy at this point, and what a shame that is because there have been elements of this title run that I've absolutely loved. And need to see it come to an end. Like it's become a shoot as much as a work that Cody has to finish the story because that belt needs saving.
0: I think I think I think it will, and I think arguably the finish may have factored into it again, because I think the the story heading into WrestleMania may well be Cody saying you say you're in God mode, but you're you're a false god. People I saw people in the chat as well saying, Oh, has a Cody Wynn been tarnished because he's been effectively beaten by Jay, by LA Knight, by many of the people in this match if not for that and i think that's going to factor in to to be hot
2: as balls on the night yeah, yeah.
0: when roman reigns finally goes one on one with with cody and i think now if you can ask me what happens at wrestlemania i think it's cody and roman and i think yet again people go oh, for god's sake it's solo it's interference you can do the spot again uh, that we saw at 39 but this time with the cody kick out i'd do the cody hoy in the balls love that love that spot a very select few have done that kick out of course Big, uh, big three basically: Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, and I know who this is, and it's a uh, close personal friend of ours. Stacks, of course. Yes, um, yes. I think
1: he's <laughs> reserved for the big names,
0: and I think that's where the Rock gets involved. I think Solo goes to interfere either first time or a second time, and the Rock's like, "No, I'm not having this."
1: Really like that booking. Like That's what,
0: how you have The Rock at WrestleMania with Roman Reigns to set up 41 or whatever you want to do yeah. after that, but and but not mess with... And I don't think it, it tarnishes Cody beating Roman because The Rock's not coming in here at rock bottom on Roman. He's nope. just making sure it's all square. And Jimmy's been taken care of in the J match, maybe that night or the yeah. night before.
1: What I really like about that is the one of the things with The Rock coming back has given people... Like those flashbacks to those WrestleMania years where the stars were basically a necessity because there was nobody over on the main roster. Yes, and one of the worst things about some of those years was that s- sometimes they just never bothered telling stories. The story was that big name he likes back, so there wasn't. They weren't really. They felt like they felt like the special guests they yeah. were, and that was like that was part of the problem. Is that oh Christ, when you see The Rock or whoever on screen with one of the regular rank and file, ugh, get away from him. It's that Triple H Undertaker thing. There's nobody in the back Dave, man. Like, that was true. Don't say it, but it yeah, was, it was, it true. was <laughs> true, right? Yeah. They would come out and it's like, oh, you were my machine six months ago. Yeah, well, a pedigree in the table says I'm not anymore, asshole. <laughs> like, maybe Wade Barrett will beat the streak. No, he won't. He's just been chokeslammed. Like, The Rock, like, doesn't really have much of a reason to challenge Roman Reigns' status as the head of the table as a retired wrestler. He, in kayfabe, he is closer to wild Samoan putting a layer around Roman's neck than Roman Reigns' full-time wrestler. This is different. This is him identifying an injustice as a babyface and suggesting to Roman, you are the head of the table, I wanted to respect you, you've blown it. You have abused your position. Yeah. I'm going to do something about that. I'm going to police this, and then in a year's time, we're going to have a match to prove that. I I like that because I think that's something that they've not done yet is actually give you a real other than he, he says head of the table. Yes. He just says it. He's a rock. He can talk things into existence, but you don't buy the feud. Like him and Punk was a story, was a was a reason. Like Punk was raging that Dwayne was yet again gonna steal his moment. And the rock was like, I'm not that. I still still care about this weirdness, kid, and I'll wrestle you for the belt to prove it. They've not done that with <laughs> they're not done that with Roman just yet, and that would be a nice way to bring him in. and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made ByHeart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
0: Let's move on and talk about the United States Championship match. Uh, Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens. Logan Paul wins via disqualification.
1: I think... This was maybe the one thing on the show I have nothing to criticise about. I thought the match was really entertaining. Logan Paul, like as we said before, continues to be like the working Shane McMahon. In he's <laughs> learn far more you know, like to get from A to B rather than just the big stunts that he saves himself for. He continues to impress me. In, like, I know he's still coming at this from a very privileged position. I'm not pretending that he's out on the road making towns and playing bones with a dead man. <laughs> he's still, a, he's in a special attraction wrestler that they're trying to tell you he isn't, you know, ultimately. So, but obviously, you're in there with someone like a Kevin Owens who was shown over the years he can do anything with anyone. He made this feel believable. I loved the uh, use of the thing they set up on the Go Home SmackDown where he refuses to stay down from uh, Logan's bionic hand. <laughs> I thought that was extremely effective. And, like, in terms of delivery method of a DQ finish in a SMOS, ju- just no notes. Like this was shot to perfection. Like, if you don't believe me, my reaction was, oh my God, Kevin Owens won the US title. There's a camera in my face on the stream as I'm reacting to it because I think that referee's hand is coming down for three. They've sold me on a finish. And again, completely believable stuff. Kevin Owens has made one mistake and he's left those nooks on. And the referee for a change, a pro wrestling referee, has done his job without needing a bunch of people to like flag it down. There was there was for WWE, this is yeah. subtle. There was no sense of. He's left the nooks on. Like Michael Cole wasn't screaming in the air, Kev, take the knuckles off, anything like that. The guy that used to actively annoy me that they didn't name this little creep in the crowd that keeps helping Logan Paul. He helped him against Ricochet, was it? I believe so. And he yeah. helped him against Ray again. It's like, oh, said, so Logan Paul just has mates and we're supposed to not care about it. Not this time. Like, WWE is an entity. SmackDown GM has clocked that this keeps happening and not. I'm, I'm watching for him coming out of the crowd. I'm going to send the refs out to deal with it. I love that that was actually factored at the finish, but Logan's made new friends now. On the main roster, it's helping A-Town down as his, as his little assistants. They've got something to do. Uh, like uh, This was a really impressive little bit of business. And like Logan Paul will probably lose to LA Knight at WrestleMania. And LA Knight being the cool baby face uh, is the one guy... To work around all of Logan's unfair advantages, I think we'll go down great. Really like this. What do you make
0: of it all?
2: I not nah, like I thought after the Ray match that that was kind of it. Mm. That Logan Paul had reached a ceiling from what he could do because I remember after the Roman rush, so the Roman match it was like, how good could this guy be? He's <laughs> actually phenomenal, and then he kind of plateaued a little bit, but like plateaued at like a great WWE <laughs> Big Show match. Like I mean, it's ridiculous how good he was so early, and he just he's a good, great. Performer, and I thought this was a lot better than the Ray match, which I genuinely thought i it now. Because the Rickshaw one it. underwhelmed as well, didn't yeah. it? And you're like, oh, you're,
1: you, you can't put this together. That was becoming. I thought he had his
2: one great celebrity match after yeah. some really like wildly impressive first showings, um, but now nah, he's just got it. I, I, it doesn't move me that much, and I think like smoke and mirrors and all the rest of it, it was well judged. I don't necessarily need to see it again, the Logan Paul match. I do think that there are similarities between each one. And you know you're not going to get something great out of it. But on its own terms, if you haven't sort of got bored of it yet, it remains like an incredible achievement, mm-hmm. what he's able to do. It's asked.
0: Tired WWE phrasing of, oh, there's, I know there's two main events, but there's actually 12 main events <laughs> for, for WrestleMania. It's, uh, in my head, it's shaping up. like If you do, let's say... Bianca versus Jay Cargill, if you do Jimmy versus Jay, if you do Bailey versus uh, EO and, and Becky versus Rhea, a lot, of, and then Logan losing the title to, to LA Knight, a lot of big matches that I'm looking forward to for WrestleMania.
1: It's looking like, uh, and obviously, you know, we're saying this a day after the, a weekend after the Rumble, whatever, it's got the right range. I think the biggest sort of. Um, Quite a success of last year's WrestleMania was that not like a card shouldn't be a bunch of great matches one after another because you will get tired. Mm. Like Dominic and Ray was as good as it, it was, was, so great. Like,
0: oh
1: loath as I am to use the comparison, but look, this is this is it forever now. Like WrestleMania 17 needs Shane and Vince as much as it needs TLC, as much as it needs Austin and Rock, for example, right? And WrestleMania 39 needed Dominic and Ray as much as it needed Seth and Logan Paul, as much as it needed Gunther, Drew, and Sheamus. That card and similar ones to it and these various pairings that are sort of starting to appear in front of you has that.
0: It's got that range. I realize I'm booking preposterous matches, like twenty ridiculous matches for every WrestleMania that we talked about the bad bunny involvement in the LWO Santos Ray storyline. Mm. Any bit of you that thinks I think it might change now with the Austin Grayson Rumble, etc. That thinks there's a lot of stuff going on with A Tan and Kevin Owens, they're a tag team. Grayson Waller's had a habit recently of talking them into, or certainly talking Austin Theory into matches he doesn't want to have. If only Kevin Owens could find a partner for WrestleMania. Sammy Zayn's out of the picture for whatever reason.
1: Stone Cold. I mean, yes, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be a load of fun. That's again a perfect range match. That would be like that'd be a big old laugh, wouldn't it? Seeing Grayson Waller and Austin Theory eating stunners. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want that now. Thanks, Thanks Wilbon. Bond. <laughs> usually disappointing Kevin Owens match when it isn't him and Steve Austin teaming together. Appreciate that.
0: Right, let's get on to the men's Royal Rumble match. And before we get into the ins and outs of it and your thoughts on, well, most of it, one thing you said to me you wanted to talk about today yes. is... Uh, something Everyone's we're, fun. We're calling <laughs> ooh, what nobody wants to admit about the Royal Rumble. What do you mean by that?
2: Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, Everything sucks. I've long held the opinion, and I am, this is the most on an island, contrarian opinion ever, right? That I think is a, I think the Royal Rumble match isn't like, overrated. It's an attraction, it's obviously endured for as long as it has. It's entered the vernacular. How many times have you read like a mainstream news headline? like oh, a, so If WWE ever gets in the news like oh that's a Royal Rumble going on or whatever or like say football commentary uh, yes. that's
1: like a WWF Royal Rumble it's
2: like a <laughs> WWF Royal Rumble in the pitch right now it's
1: because of a two foot tackle
2: yes <laughs> <But that's it. laughs> all right, Royal Rumble is just endured it's an institution it's this iconic thing it has yielded countless incredible moments it's a star vehicle it's all of these things I'll diss and more
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> got it I
2: don't know the actual experience of watching a Royal Rumble more often than not leaves me a little bit cold. I've long said, you know that Snitsky, Paul London bump. Yes, that should be the Rumble. Yeah, that should be what the Rumble looks like in this modern age of these ridiculous athletes who can do incredible through and ricochet.
1: Wow. Oh my God,
2: where wow. he just like
1: flips <laughs> Yes, yeah.
2: that should be the Rumble. Allow the shop. Obviously, yeah. you couldn't do that for sixty minutes. But you should be building towards those moments. I was watching this Royal Rumble, and I don't think last year's was particularly great either. And I think since 2001, what's uh, the great one? The Undertaker, Sean, 2007? 2007, yeah. 2007, 2001, 2007, 1992. I think it's overrated. And it didn't draw. How many great Rumbles have there been hand on heart? Like 2010 was really good. 2010 uh, 2010's my favorite. That's a 2000, right. 2011 was the forty man. Yeah, that's quite good. Knockabout. 2012 nothing. 2013 awful, awful. That was, that the, was the comedy one. Yeah, hate that one. 2014 antagonistic. 2015 a total joke. Yeah. 2016 boring. 2017 looked lesser good. of two evils wins. Yeah. 2018 good. return to form. I like 2018. Yeah. 2019 nothing. Yeah. 20. Uh, Twenty really goaded Obviously, impossible to watch back now. Realistically, twenty twenty
1: one best women's one ever. Best women's one. Thunderdome one.
2: Thunderdome men's was no again. Yeah. Edge and Christian nice moment. Uh, that's it. Twenty twenty two last
1: year. Twenty twenty two was dire. That was the last of it. Oh, that was the last. That one. was dire. Basically, what
2: I'm getting at is that this is the hit rate of the Royal Rumble. If everyone remove, like it's so easy to get hyped. And this is what it's a great, great, great. Attraction match because people forget how crap it is half the time. More than half the time, as we've just outlined. What's happening now against this stadium sized backdrop and this rare material and this whole idea of WWE on PLE is the biggest. What was the word? They used the word juggernaut. Yeah. Pat McAfee, who has the worst energy imaginable (laughs) and who was absolutely useless and the charm. From last year, I've never liked McAfee, ever, right? But people do. Mm. I think even the people who like McAfee, like my esteemed colleagues were like, what is this guy talking about? Why is he here? Like, it's just amateur hour. It's very much three people having a conversation that you think, behind closed doors, you probably have horrible conversations. You Mm -hmm. get that energy from them three anyway. So you've got this idea of this juggernaut, of this, it's in a stadium now. It's the biggest PLE. It's a bunch of moments stitched together in so much of the actual action is incidental. It, it, there's no substance to these rumbles, apart from the last seven minutes of this men's one, right? There's just no substance there whatsoever. What happens, or is what used to happen, right, is that 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, C four, 4, 3, yeah. 2, 1. coming. Uh-huh. Who's, who's coming out? Oh, Tim, Pop. Pan out, he's running, back to the action. You get now wrestlers, and this is like this epitomizes the whole problem. Doing WrestleMania gear entrances when they come out for the Royal Rumble half the time. Because they know they're not making it's mania in I, some cases. Yeah. Like you get the the horns, you get the Andrade mask, you get whatever the Zelina Vega was wearing. <laughs> and then you get the entrance. What's going on in the ring? I guess. There's some people dicking around in the corner. You know what You know the drill. You know what the drill is by now. <laughs> this match is like 40 years old. So then you goddamn mother. So then you get entrance. Right? <laughs> you get your big, why do you so know WrestleMania entrance at the Rumble? Right? Yeah. Then you have Michael Cole in absolute exposition mode. Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. And this person
1: has recently had conflict with someone who might be in the ring or someone who might be in the ring. So fake that we couldn't hear this, but his readouts this year... Like, he's almost started them before they, they've finished the countdown. Like, really fake feeling. Again, immersion breaking. Immersion got, breaking. Apparently, you've got to have this fact, this perfect fact. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, not to, like, it's like he's me. Like, and I'm an idiot robot that shouldn't <laughs> remember these stupid little things, but Cole is like, he's on them. And it's just like, wh- come on, mate. Like, this is supposed to be a random draw with a tumbler from SmackDown. however
2: So there like, you go. He's got these random facts. Exactly. Pre-prepared facts. He's controlling f on his phone or something like that. <laughs> and then so you're between the WrestleMania entrance half the time, how long the ramp is in the stadium setting, the exposition done from Cole, you get to the ring, you have the shine, and then it's like down to the next countdown, and then you just people, you look at those, and there's people like lounging by the turnbuckles, and sort of like, oh, I'm trying to squeeze you out. Fucking look like you're actually making the effort. So what happens, right? Is when you in Triple H loves doing long stuff for the sake of it. I mean, have you seen his WrestleMania matches? <laughs> Did you listen to those 2003 promos? Did he see his title reigns half the time, right? Then you see these big graphics of like Austin Theory has spent eight hours in the fucking Royal Rumble, or whatever it says, and then you think, what's he been doing? And the answer to what he's been doing is he's been in the corner doing. Not half the time, either trying to squeeze someone out or lift someone over or whatever, while the exposition dump, entrance, stare down, shine. And then you get a fifth thing that goes on in the Royal Rumble. I lost count of the amount of times that someone did a near elimination spot. You know who deserves to get someone standing up for him? Because he made one mistake when he's at the end of his tether, God bless his little heart, Jack Perry. Not a single one of them can work a battle royal like Jungle Jack. Okay, <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> the amount of times I've seen Jack Perry, who used to have this gimmick of like a battle royal specialist. Yeah. and he's like, he came, he just lost to Christian at Dublin, I think, twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. And he's done a, f- he's had he, that was his what thing he for a that, while. Didn't Wasn't that where he got a surprise win because we thought you know, Christian was going to win twenty twenty one twenty twenty one. Sorry. 2021. 2021. Not one of them gets my heart pounding. Oh my God, he's going to get eliminated. On this athletic feet, and he's grabbed on at the last second. It's right, you almost got eliminated. Inzaguri back in the ring. How many of these artless, uncreative robots did Inzaguri get back in the ring? Yeah. This match is under Triple H and uh, like, under Vince, it was a magic institution for a long time. Sorry, under Pat Patterson, it was a magic institution. Once upon a time. And then towards the twilight years, you just got totally pissed off and all your favourites are geeks, blah, 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 blah. And again, when these words are coming out of my mouth, I'm really trying to like start to think with, well, you know what? His creative is the least of anyone's concerns. I'm just telling people what it was yeah. like. Under Triple H, it's so rare for my tears and moment and moment and really contrived, artificial-feeling moment. There's just no substance to these matches whatsoever, and what doesn't help is when you get them for about a combined two-hour-30 minutes. It is so much of the same superficial, like, moments, stitched-together stuff. And then Cody and CM Punk in the last eight minutes, like, really subverted how bad that rumble was by doing some really thoughtful suspenseful work about what a wrestling match when the aim is to take someone over the top rope should goddamn look like i'm going to quickly put over that before Hamflick can talk about some of the nice things and his own problems with it because I'm, I'm telling you now yes Braun breaker looked good and yes jimmy Uso is actually pat <laughs> i had so little time for so much of this rumble i thought it was such a overdone repetitive, superficial, cliche-ridden mess of a thing. Cody Rhodes came out first, and as a Cody guy, I was like, oh, Punks Punk's been in the Rumble then, I had a little bit of a pet lip going, right? Like a little bit of a baby lip going, because I thought, all right, Punk isn't coming out after Cody. <laughs> Drake's a <drink>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, Punk isn't coming out after Cody to do the jizz up. Mm-hmm. That's just not what's happening here. <laughs>
0: so
2: that, um, and then I was like, our oh, twenty seven that's a winning number, punk likes his law mm-hmm. when he doesn't like when he doesn't like wrestling for ten years, he likes his law ah punk's gonna win politically, you've probably imagined well, I've imagined in my head that right, okay, whoever out of them two is not winning is coming out. So they've got like they can protect themselves in the storylines so, of you know it was an arduous task. I was in there a long time, couldn't get it done, whatever. Then it comes down to them too. And right, here's a take. When I look at CM Punk in 2024, I see Krang in the body of Karrion Cross. Like he's got the exact hair and almost the same kind of physique, not the same size, but the same physique as Cross. No explosiveness. He's not dynamic at all. It never was, but he was a lot more than this once upon a time. And yet the suspense that they generated in that final bit was like, wow, you it's a good job. You are as sharp as you are mentally because you've extracted so much meaning and drama and suspense from a very one-dimensional match within a match of, mm-hmm. I need to toss you over these sets of ropes. There's little you can do in there. It shows, it separates the good wrestlers from the great wrestlers. If you can get that much out of throwing someone over the top rope or trying to or trying to avoid being thrown over, then you're a great wrestler, my son. <laughs> and them two were fantastic, even if half the drama was, can he actually save him? Can he skin the cat? <laughs> I don't think he could skin the cat with a knife at this point in his career, CM Punk. Um, but what a sharp mind. Um the Royal Rumble needs a rethink. I don't know what it is, but I'm not being funny. A lot of people were like, "This sucked." ass. A lot of people that I read online were like, oh, it's a bit boring or it was a bit crap or it was a bit flawed or they didn't meet the hype or whatever. I don't know if your two matches was a mistake and if it was, by the way, I give it to the women going forward. I'm not saying they did a better job, but like the men have had 40 years to do everything. And again, that's one of the problems. I've talked with AEW, sorry, i Totally rambling. One of the problems with AEW is four years of a lot of exhausting, energetic, we'll do every kind of wrestling, we'll do every shock debut, and you just get numb to it. Four years of well-established tropes. Iron Man was never a big thing in the early Rumbles, of course it wasn't. Mm. Flair, then Diesel. These things happened 30 years ago. Yeah, The Iron Man run, 30 years ago. No, thirty two years ago. The diesel spot where someone like I don't know, Bron Brayton come in and wreck AS Thirty years ago that was popularized. Like maybe it's just showing its age and there's not much you can do with it anymore and it's long and it's familiar in the music department <laughs> I'm in a mood of the rumble.
1: I I is probably about like those like Summary there would be what I would agree with, because I'd, like, regular viewers and listeners will know that I've got pretty high standards in my pro wrestling, yeah? But, like, <laughs> I, uh, I don't think it's that big an expectation to be able to book two different Rumbles. There are about five or six that we've seen, ever, different brands of a Royal Rumble match. Everyone's got their own individual favorites, but there, are, I'd say we've seen at least... Five different ones. Yeah,
2: Jack Perry and the Young Bucks to lay them out. <laughs> See how good they look then.
1: Ten times better. Two on a show, like, should be possible. Mm-hmm. Two different ones telling different stories. Even if, and Cody and Bailey here are very sentimental favourite babyface winners, I still think you can tell different stories to get there. I still think you can, like, be a bit more artful in your pursuit. Like, I've got not a single criticism of Cody and CM Punk. That was my dream match manifest and it wasn't even a match. I loved every single... Second of it, I've got my suspicions about whether or not the, like, awesome uh, I didn't wait 10 years just to leave the Dusty's kids was even, Wait a second, sorry. Oh,
0: my God.
1: have got my suspicions, and I want one day there to be like one of them WWE 24 specials where they tell us if that was in the plan all along. Love the punker, right? I love that that man... You tweeted this. I haven't. Well, do it. I love that that <laughs> man believes everything he says and does to such an extent that he says and does the things he does. I said that in AW. I'll take CM Punk warts and all, and there are loads of warts. There was a spot where Cody was on the apron trying to use his legs around Punk's neck to pull him over the top rope, and like the Punk just didn't seem to have the spring in his step to make it believable. So they crumple and they go again, and it, it didn't matter because yeah. the drama was out the friggin' ass. So like they're, they're making it feel real, the proper stuff. The you know the pro wrestling of it all. And then I will watch it back again. I've already, I've watched it twice. I will definitely <laughs> watch this back again, probably tonight, maybe when I get back to my desk. In fact, and wonder until I'm told otherwise if that was supposed to be it the finish mark. If that was supposed to be the finish to that match, because it would have made for a really cool elimination. The struggle of it all, not just hit you with a finisher, you're not going to haul you out. Like, because lifting each other up looked tiring, as it should in a Royal Rumble. Yeah. That was a proper, like, I hate to invoke this example, but like Benoit with the headlock on The Big Show, like, like. Put him out, put him out, put him out. Use gravity. That kind of thing. That that's what I felt like I was watching. And then they instead CM Punk's the big show. <laughs> and then they instead craft that finish. Even if, the, if it was if it was just finish and it was just a story. And so CM Punk's delivering that amazing line. More athletic than that.
2: Yeah, no, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you get my point. Yeah, I'm thinking more about like how eliminations sometimes feel natural. I'm not comparing <laughs> CM Punk to the frigging big show, <laughs> right? Yeah. Paul Wai- took a better bump than uh,
2: CM Punk in Like a Dragon than he did in this Rumble. just S-
1: killed my point dead. But before, <laughs> when he was still alive, yes. you see my point. The rest of it, like, God, it was sad at points just to watch a retread of a match from earlier in the night that I didn't love that much to another one, the point Sidge made about the Iron Man and the graphic coming up, Austin Theory. The, the lived-in example as G, so they threw 60 minutes up on that clock and he was outworked by his patter brother. Like, what did he do in 60 minutes? Mm. Other I, than get eliminated by Gunther to set up a match that they've told you was going to happen anyway, what did he do? Like,
2: Can, can I just say as well, mm-hmm? one thing I forgot to say, Jay and Jimmy Uso have got their work cut out for them at WrestleMania. I would like to think that people are invested in the characters, what was that exchange? I d- They didn't wrestle as if, like, right, we're brothers and one of us, I hate this, or this went nose to nose, Jimmy Uso is not that good in terms of his physical movements these days. And Jay was doing his, like, not being funny, road dog adjacent. Like, they both were.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, like, like, he's a brothers. Yep. I had massive problems with it. I said that to you while we were on the stream. Yeah. I was like, I think they just killed the WrestleMania match. I think plans might have changed. I don't know. Like, maybe they haven't changed. and Maybe they just think, maybe there's a new story to tell here. But I'm watching this thinking... Like, there has Triple H lost faith, and that's why Jey Uso has been notably de pushed on Raw. And is he just sort of. Does he not see it anymore? And so instead, I'll give you it in the rumble. I'll give you a little moment. They're doing their like. That's not very good together. They're doing the knockabout stuff, which trivialises what's supposed to be this blood feud. We had to, you know, separate ourselves because it was hurting too much to be brothers and fight each other. And now we're just doing knockabout silly stuff. Jimmy Uso was brilliant. All right. Thanks, mate. Hi, you're my guy. You helped me beat up my brother. Are we friends? No, you just kicked my ass and I'm even <laughs> more frustrated. That. that was a really, really nice runner. And there was a couple of details that Jimmy I really. Jimmy Uso is there. Yeah. Um, a number of nice details. Uh, so in that respect, maybe they're clinging on to it, but I just I don't see a WrestleMania match having the heat of my... This was about as far away from Ray and Dominic, which has been the comparison. That's the thing. Like even they had fun with it in a much better way. Yeah, like how long did they make you, you could, wait for Ray to punch
2: him? It was so heightened and so soap opera and so fundamentally silly of like the twenty six year old bad seed like skipping school and wearing a leather jacket. It was silly, and I believe that way, way more than these two doing their sort of mid-move taunts and dance.
1: It's, what are you doing? Yeah, I totally agree. Like, Brom Breaker had a great night, in my opinion, right? A really great night. But I think it's important to separate the physically impressive spots from... Like a bigger story being told in the rumble that we reported today, or we didn't report. Post wrestling does the work, and we aggregate it uh, and the add color with your great personalities and insights. Indeed, thanks, Just Say yourself short. The um, the Breaker element, I thought it was a really nice touch. That like so, Bron Breaker. Seems like Like for Like took Brock's spot, including getting eliminated by Dominic because it was going to be Brock. was only Bro-
0: elimination, by the way. Yeah.
1: Brock and Dominic, uh, elimination chamber and Dominic, like, and apps, like wh- that's that's a nice bit of booking on paper and then Bron gets it instead. But you notice, in an effort to protect Bron, it almost happens incidentally. Like, what if it was Brock, it would have been huge spotlight moment because it's Bron, there's Triple H going, ah, that's the one element of this Like for Like I don't really want to be focused upon. This needs to feel more like a banana skin than a, than a capital M moment, so we'll... Chuck him out, but almost miss it. So, Braun had a great night, but I'd be lying if I said it was part of this, like, fabulous bit of storytelling. So few wrestlers were in there to tell story. Like, Gunther thr- uh, getting eliminated by Cody has loads of potential, but there was a point. I had my eyes on Punk most of the match, right? And there was a point where I was worried he was injured. Because pretty early on, he felt the floor, he was clutching his arm, was speaking to a referee, and I was like, oh no, Phil, oh no. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you, I love you more than most wrestlers, but I worry sometimes that your bones are made of real glass. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm watching him and I'm like, oh God, is he okay? And he was powering off into a corner, and I'm like, is he shaking it off? He, he was, was double
2: glazing, it would be stronger than his
1: bones. He was having a punch exchange or a it with Gunther. It's like, Punk and Gunther is happening. Like, it's right there. And I know that the idea is keep Punk and Cody away from each other in the ring until the moment, but Punk and Gunther is over there, and it's nothing. It is absolutely nothing. There was a lot of just, to Cedric's point, it didn't matter what time of the match it was, whether it was the bit where the stars turned up, which was from about 25 onwards, to every other part of the match, there was a lot of just get in that corner until you're ready to do your bit. Get in that corner. The the pacing and the structure. Get back in here, sunshine. Insecurity. Like, you know what to do. A shine for somebody coming in the Rumble is not just one elimination. There were loads of points where the match was too full. There were about three or four wrestlers that could have cleared three or four eliminations and it wouldn't have harmed the match. Mm. And yet you were just allowed to build up and build up and build up again. In both matches, this was. Most of my complaints are for both matches because they were so similar. Um, I, Punk and Cody, was, was magic. It's what... Do the job for what I watched the show for, it it was everything I could have wanted. Cody winning was extremely catharsis. I felt like there was a wave of release washing over a stadium, and that's hard to summon. The placement of Seth and Roman in the skyboxes was inspired. That was that like that to me is WWE production done perfectly, quite honestly. Really well done there. Cody point, like we know that the sign is this tradition, but it's a very cheesy WWE tradition. Cody embraces that because he has to, because he has to. He points at Roman because it's a thing that's real. Seth looking on at CM Punk and looking on cynically was really nice. Like, physical storytelling while Seth maybe can't work and wrestle or contribute to it. Like, even in that box, even when he's watching and thinking, Punk's not got it in him anymore, he can't hide his... I hate that guy. If I get in there with him, I'm going to knacker him out just like this matches. Like... Like a really nice idea mm. for have those champions there. Notice again, by the way, the disparity between that and um Rhea Ripley and E.O. Sky watching on monitors backstage. Like Sexism and misogyny shows itself in <laughs> wrestling storytelling all the time, in ways big and small, and that's a pretty. It's the who was the one in AEW that we were criticizing at the time. So I'm doing this for balance, where it was like, was it Thunder Rose had to give CM up a title? CM Punk had, Punk, had Punk and Thunder Rose title. Yeah. yeah, this was that again. Mm. Like they're backstage doing the sideways stare at a monitor. You've got Seth and Roman in the big scale, the real stuff, the proper wrestling. Like the, again, the disparity was was obvious and you know sort of apparent there. Um, I. I don't think these were good rumbles. I really don't. Uh, I love the results. Mm-hmm. I am enjoying the longest-running weekly episodic TV show, Monday Night Raw. I am enjoying SmackDown to a lesser extent. And as a result, I expected so many... SmackDown is even worse. SmackDown's not great, you know. Mm. SmackDown's not great.
0: Disagree. Um, I just... Think, why <laughs> you do think, I think he gets so Are offended? I'm annoyed it's not, it's not getting the respect it deserves. Nah,
1: there's a reason we talk about Teletubbies, Brum and Bullseye on our SmackDown <laughs> rather than the wrestling <laughs> show itself. Like, I think Raw's been strong. I think SmackDown's had its moments. But ultimately, with WWE, I've always said this, I am really, really interested in what a lot of the characters are up to. And this should have been like a celebration of it. 60 of them. Yeah, 60 of them are looking. at. Did Drew and Jay even interact? Barely. Drew, Drew's best bit was looking up at the sign and then angrily grabbing CM Punk by the hair and being like, not this year, mate, not that. Like, that was pretty good, but that was about it. There was a sort of, there was a non-committal air to Drew McIntyre, which speaks to what we know about the real-life situation. Mm. Sammy's aim was great at number 30. Yeah. Nobody was talking about Sammy, so that was a nice number 30. I had, like, that is ultimately what has dampened my enthusiasm coming out of this Rumble for WWE it's, that's To go back to the point we said at the start of this pod, why I'm not as convinced that Triple H has got petrol in the car post-WrestleMania is that here was an example, a show-off. Here was an example, like, and you pointed this out, no celebrities, no special guests, not really. It's a flex. It yeah. absolutely is. Like I can just use 60 wrestlers from my weekly TV show, the rank and file, and yet they can be great. And loads of them weren't great. So I feel a little bit like Raw's like fooling you because here they are in a stadium and so many of them don't feel special and don't feel important. Maybe as to point. There's a production element with the rumble that is killing it. And that's maybe that's a problem as well. But yeah, they're feeling about I didn't expect to feel underwhelmed by a cavalcade of wrestlers that by and large weekly I quite enjoy.
0: Very quickly, give my thoughts because I know we've run very long here, what and time is it? uh, it's twenty past three already. Oh, Jesus Sorry, and um, we've got to get their questions as well. Um, so I think the reason they didn't do much with Jimmy and Jay is I think they're saving that for WrestleMania. Keep the
2: camera on there, uh, Wilborn. I'm not checking my phone.
0: And uh, I think the reason why, yeah.
1: Um, I think that
0: Jimmy and Jay thing, they didn't do much with it because I think that's the reason why they did Punk and Cody is they're not doing that or something. The reason they didn't do it with Jimmy and Jay is because they're saving that for WrestleMania and I think they're going to heat that up. Jay's going to say, look, we had our back and forth in the Rumble, but I separated myself from all this. I went to the other show... Get away from all this, and then when Jimmy costs him the match against Gunther, that's when I think it's going to build to them—the mm-hmm. real blood feud at WrestleMania. Um, great to see Andrade back. Lovely to see Carmelo Hayes as well uh, on the on the uh, back in the rum- uh, in the Rumble. Braun Breaker—you've sort of already covered. Just awesome destroyer Spears, best spear in the business. Almost uh, was fun briefly. Um, the Pat McAfee spot was what it was for kind of obvious reasons. Um I did like the R-Truth hot tag. Oh my That
2: was co- all right. That was all right. And I'm a R-Truth. I don't hate R-Truth. I still like the comedy.
0: I'm an R-Truther. But it was, it was, that good. was good. It was stuff. good. I hate myself, but it was good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the the final two bit. Well, the final six right down to the final two was, was absolutely sensational. Well, let's get your questions. Thank you so much to people sending them in. <laughs> That's uh, sensational. Jaw dropping stuff. Oh my god. Um, Kaz says, Hey guys, sending early because I'm in work. Uh, do you think Gunther versus Roman would have been too overkill? Imperium versus Bloodline, Streak versus Streak, Belt versus Belt?
1: Ah, timing hasn't worked. No, it wouldn't have been overkill, but the timing has never really worked out because one of them would have to lose. And mm. right now, they're just, as protected entities, they've just got more value like that.
2: Probably one of those uh, too good to be true situations. And I don't know if I'd want to see Gunther in a Roman Reigns match because Roman Reigns is not working at a Gunther match, I'll tell you that for now. Yeah. And the worst thing is as well, i tell you what, one year if the whole Bloodline saga is done and dusted with or whatever and Roman just comes back as a baby face. Which I think is happening, Which I hope happens. It will happen, of course it will. If Roman can get those 2015 working boots on, there's 2015 to 2017 working boots on, and be that Roman against Gunther. Oh, do
1: you think like you know when
2: he he's special? Obviously, the he's entrance, a great working babyface yeah. Roman Reigns.
1: He's got like all this fire, isn't he? I he liked him more then. He doesn't really. He doesn't have like quite as much explosiveness now, and I think he think it's a character choice he's making. You know, like, obviously his entrance has got to be so slow and deliberate and then the one goes up really slow motion. It'd be funny if he has a baby face, he, like, just incorporates, like, bit of Big Bill's Swagger. So he's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, putting it's the it's one up, but he's like, hey, yeah, I'm Roman Reigns, oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm going oh, 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 oh. <laughs> to kick your ass. Kick uh, your
0: ass, kick your ass. Andy says, love the fans picked Cody over Punk. Weary of going on another journey of heartbreak, Cody's losing again with Rock, Roman and Hogan record looming. Uh, And Ted takes on wrestling, kind of echoes that. Good afternoon, legends. Any probability, Roman retains and holds till later in the year to pass Hogan on consecutive days. I think
2: they will do everything in their power to make you think that's going to happen. Maybe, as was the attempt with Sports Illustrated, Mm. filter some messages in the media, even though they might have had their fingers burned because the the guy came out and said, I've been worked. Yeah, But I wouldn't...
1: Obviously, that's what they're going for. And the thing is, like... That's a smart way in this era to actually try and drum like oh yeah wrestling struggles with post kayfabe stuff all the time, doesn't it? How mm. do you work the people that can no longer really be worked? That's right? the thing. I've made this point like ages ago,
2: right? That WrestleMania 39 match could age tremendously well if he actually does finish the story, and I will be. <coughs> I didn't do it. At SummerSlam so "Why that grin off your face?" That's they play out. Yeah. You said SummerSlam, and
0: you were completely I don't wrong. Remember. I don't recall saying that. So,
2: anyway, I, you know, I, was, I was trying to be earnest about my praise of WWE. <laughs> so
0: I'm not going to do it anymore. Uh, Steve Nicola Kapoulos, a.k.a. Richard Shiraz Good G'day, Steve. Uh, you says, all know what I was getting. For, uh, thank you for your question. The day verified non-virgins uh, with Gunther clearly <laughs> being positioned for a run at the top very soon. At what point should he lose the IC title? Also, should he lose the title to Luther Reigns? I believe Luther Reigns joins us now. Luther... Um, <laughs> In terms of uh, vegetables, have you ever had the uh, the little green balls in the past?
1: Yeah, I've had peas before.
0: <laughs> yeah, when does he lose it, and who's he lose it to?
1: It's it's clearly not going to be Chad Gable anymore. Mm. But well, yeah, but WWE should book it. Yeah. It would be again range talking about range. That would be like that would be a feast. For the work rate fans, there's a lot of the, the people that we talk about on this podcast, which we started two years ago. <laughs> so people might not remember it, but the people that Sidgwick's talking about, there's a lot of bad faith actors out there that tune in for the big WWE shows. But I, <laughs> I thought the Fed got good. Go f- yourself, like they would tune into WrestleMania, watch Gable and Gunther, and then I dare them to say, oh, no, I dare no. them to say that this Undeniable. Isn't capable of good. It would be undeniably great, especially when he wins. Yeah, you know, like the they, uh, they couldn't.
2: I am trying to manifest Chad Gable. I am okay. But if you look at, I think however Gunther loses, you can take him seriously as someone who's in a world title match. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at what he's done for the past two years. I don't think it's that big a deal, right? If people do, and Triple H is one of them, and he's still there, the way to get that title off Gunther is to... I don't know, do some kind of last chance Chad Gable with, I will never challenge for a single title in WWE again. I will, in fact, retire. They need to make it seem to preserve Gunther's aura. Or I don't even think they need to, but I think they will. Or it would be good if they could try and make it seem like Chad Gable could only possibly be Gunther on that one night with those set of circumstances. Like, The cup draw. I know Americans don't get it because of your one-league system. But, like, (laughs) but the idea would have to be for me with Chad Gable to beat him. It's like, I'll put my career on the line. I'll never challenge for the title again. I'll promise to do it. Like, my family will have to be there. Make it seem like there's only one night realistically this is
0: ever going to happen, and he's done it on that one night. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, Sailor Emmons says, Per Sam Miller's ups and downs for the Royal Rumble. People who don't like R-Truth are crazy. Quite right. Um, Matt Rain says, Glad my king is back. Glad most of us had a good weekend for the proper football Back to crying for Jürgen. See you lady guys. Also, I want to shout out uh, Eric Vazquez, who, first person in the chat, great first name, by the way, Eric, says, "Hamlet in April, I didn't wait all this... Named thi- after him, I believe. I did, yeah. <laughs> I didn't wait all this time just to lose to Sidric's number one fan, which I thought was a nice comment from oh, I like that, Eric. Yeah. You Thanks. said that? Eric Vazquez. Good. was good. Um, Andy says, the punk Cody drama on the back of the promo, The Eruption of Joy, when Cody wanted the development of the characters from Here Is What I Want from Graps." Um, Dean Sheet says Cody at the press conference is a key reason why he should be the face of the company. Oh, a fantastic
1: performance, and the same couldn't be Relatively. said. Relatively, same couldn't be said for his asshole boss. Um, I, Cody, if you watch the whole thing, because obviously I think the clipped thing that a lot of people will have seen will have been his answer to the one question he was given regarding the lawsuit and everything like that. And he did a like a command He deflected, yes, but he, you know, like he did a commendable job of the element that he could speak on before deflecting. And again, a far superior job. To that clown Triple H and how he attempted to deal with it. it Went off script from TKO script. I keep saying this. Pathetic didn't behavior. even do a good job no. of the company line.
2: Because the company line was we take these horrific allegations very seriously. He was such a flippant arsehole about it to be honest. I've not even read it. That's not even nice. playing the game correctly. Yep. I'll say one thing as well about that question. Right, It's that I'm a big Cody guy. I love Cody Rhodes. I was calling Cody Rhodes the most complete wrestler in the world in 2020. I'm a big Cody guy. The funny thing about how much one of those answers was actually a little bit spot on and the other one was kind of disgraceful is that Cody was a pretty bad public-facing guy for AEW at times. Yeah, <laughs> She's actually nice. I like that bitch, Bailey. Yeah. Oh, we've got a great TV deal. Like but in the UK when they hadn't finalized yeah. it. And he was just out there, like he was absolutely, he was very high on being the gregarious, owning the room, locker room, everyone loves my Pat guy. It wasn't very likeable, was it? That, that no. Whole, that whole vibe was a bit off, I, I remember that. He wasn't that good in the role, maybe he's matured. He he's, he's said often things like, I oh, don't speak in absolutes anymore, and he's, I think he's mature and wiser. But he was not great, he was not great in that role for a long time, which it's, is an indictment of uh,
1: Paul. I know we're trying to like, get through the questions, but just on Cody's, like, the, the follow-up, you know, away from the Vince Football stuff. Football like, car cancelled. that could be here all day. Where he was, where he was speaking about um, becoming the guy. What I loved, in contrast to this time last year, where he's at the desk drinking the pitch black, and he's, like, he's doing the sort of, mmm, tasty pitch black. da Da-da-da, da when you drink the pitch black, and, mm, like, I'll be the company ambassador. I'll, I'll drink the drink that we've got sponsored this time. It's okay. That, I'll still drink that crap. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was him. It was, it's, it's our crap, by the way. It's, it's good. Uh, that I was him assuming so that the job was already his. And I think this year there was an element of, I need to speak this into existence because I'm concerned they're going to change the th- mind again yes, <laughs> yes. over the more like like he's He believes it just as much as he did last year, but he realizes he's putting a, me- a different message out to Triple H and whoever than he was last year. Yeah. I, I thought the contrast was very, he was out in his suit last year. It was like like the rumble was the nervous bit. I know they're gonna put me over at WrestleMania. Now he's like there's a little bit of Better, <laughs> Yeah, So, he's
0: speaking with that in mind as well. Uh, Dosh Urish says, Hi, Dadleys. I've been wanting Jordan Grace in WWE for years. Do you think this was WWE testing the waters for her uh, or a deal to get Naomi into the Rumble? Uh, also, Jade versus Bianca. Yes, please.
1: Like gr- a super effective Rumble spot, Jade and Bianca. Jordan Grace, uh, I, I don't know what to make of this. This, tier, this weird Women's Raw Rumble TNA lore well, like look what happened the first time. I just will not... Nothing. I will not trust that WWE opened up a business relationship with another wrestling company for good reasons, because I think it'd be stupid to. But it, the Mickey James one was a thing, and there was an element of apology because of the putting her stuff in trash bags, mm-hmm. and then that was done, and that was that. And I think that will be it for Jordan Grace. Of course she's put herself in the shop window. Yeah. Like, for everywhere. Like, you've just appeared on the biggest stage and all the rest of it. Uh what's that about? What are are these TNA overtures all about? Because I I would be suspicious, but then they just go away. So it doesn't even feel like they're trying to like dig their claws
2: in. Do you think they've got a bigger fish in mind for the line and they want to then say to, I don't know, New Japan or for whatever reason, some of the Japanese promotions that they are trying to get into bed with and a bid to launch All Japan with Charlie NXT Japan and All Japan with Charlie Dempsey. We can play nice with others. Trust us. it's that kind of, Maybe. and then they could, uh, Scott ball. what was Triple H like to deal with? Oh, perfect. He gave my champion a lot of shine. I think they might have turned this around. Maybe it's a cynical long view for global localization.
1: Well, they made mugs out of small man and the ICW guy, didn't they? The exact same way.
0: Get him All in right. the suits, get him front row in Blackpool. It's
1: great. love working with the Fed. What can possibly go wrong? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Patrick O'Malley says Hi ladies, just writing to say that my writing is going well Fantastic to hear that, Patrick uh, hey. I've sent my review of the Rumble to Wilma by email I'd love to hear what you think We'll go and check that out a little bit later on And hi also to Marcel Laviolette, Who says late to the party But hey guys, oh my god! Oh my god! For Grace, Bailey, Tiffy time for the Women's Rumble And LFG Cody on the men's side hey, Enjoy the week and speak to you guys on the other side of the week Um <laughs> We also uh, have oh, a series of questions. I think there's the last ones to conclude with now from uh, Mr. Phoenix. First of all, Breaker versus Gunther at Mania.
1: I don't know. I don't know if that would generate the right kind of reaction at a WrestleMania, but it's obviously a class match. This is the thing. There's still a bunch of pairs of wrestlers mm-hmm. that I want to see wrestle. For, For me, it's Rost- Gunther versus most people. <laughs> yes. That takes up about eight of my
2: 10 top 10 WWE dream matches.
1: The roster is strong. Uh, Gunther Breaker. The un- thing is, if Breaker beats him, it's kind of like... Good, the only comparison last person
0: to pin, pin Gunther in a singles match. Was Brom, Bray- right, was Brom know, it's,
1: There's law there, isn't it? The only thing is, you're basically ending Gunther's Honky Tonk Man length title reign with a Honky Tonk Man squash, and he's not the Honky Tonk Man. Yes. That's why that record had to go. So I don't know if that's the... It would be a moment and a half. Like, Gunther's just not ready. Spear. Oh my God, Bronze arrived. But I feel like you'd see through that as...
0: Vinci and Kaiser taking Spears in the build-up would be. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Phoenix also says, uh, a lot of talk with WWE working with TNA and dribs and drabs, but NXT specifically already has the Worlds Collide brand. Could we see an NXT TNA Worlds Collide and not a silly forbidden door? Lol. Oh, that's rubbish, Mr. Phoenix. You absolutely know that.
1: Lamen- yeah, I don't think he does. The, <laughs> the, the, the TNA, not the TNA NXT element. That's pretty much what we were just talking about. Yes, absolutely. You could see some sort of Worlds Collide thing. Triple H deciding to wage war on a bit of terminology that people use with some of the dumbest, like...
0: Not even AEW's thing.
1: Thinking he's own in the room mentality that he's always had when so much of his pattern reeks. Like, a bad moment that was obviously instantly forgotten when he had substantially worse ones later
0: on. Yes. Um, Final question with... uh, What got into, idiot? uh, From Mr. Phoenix. With Andrade back home, and the word being that Black and Buddy are looking to come home, could we see another huge pep in Australia? Uh, is another guy Black
2: on, like... Mark Henry, Paul White, deal. Bret Hart, 96. Isn't he, isn't he signed for agent? I don't know. Um, at this point, Mali Black. What do you do? F*** <laughs> off, Mali. <laughs> what do you do? Guy doesn't want to do pinfall jobs in a rankings promotion. Something's got you to get there. Something's got to you give. You know what? Either tell him, <laughs> f*** off. Hit the bricks. <laughs> right? If you're not playing... Just do your job. You don't want to do it. All right, we'll ice you, or give him one of the little belts that no one cares about. Really,
0: <laughs> give the international, Which
2: one? give him the international title, and say you can have that for six months because I'm not being funny. Yeah. It's irritating as you are politically, and you're nowhere near, anywhere near in terms of your charisma and presence and drawing ability and star power, good enough or big enough to allegedly not do the jobs that you've been asked to do. Right. Unbelievable in that ring, and I love watching you, and I think you are of anything criminally underrated. Maybe if you you know got in there more often you'd be rated uh, you know, in accordance with your talent because you just don't, and people forget. You are class, given the international title for six months. Well, you shouldn't reward that kind of stuff, but the guy rules. The I guy rules. If he goes to the Fed, I'll tell you now, I you want to put a, a big time wager on this. If Alistair Black goes back to WWE. I don't think he's headlining a night two of WrestleMania in his life.
1: No, I agree. I, like, I what would s- about night one? No, nah, not even that.
2: Like, I would like. So you wouldn't put the bet on because you would agree with me. So I agree. You you agree? I agree.
0: <laughs> what about you? I agree with him and you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I like, I, but I would say he should come back. By the way, like Triple H sh- showed that he got how to present Alistair Black. I
0: don't like goth stuff. Getting like, back in NXT. Remember around here. Things changed,
1: you, you, you for know. the better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His his um getting out of His creaking pallet lifter versus Lexus King's <laughs> moving through. There you go. They come to the ring on moving things. There we go. I've just booked an NXT match for you. But like, I like Brody King in the Continental Classic proved himself to be a substantially more interesting singles wrestler. And Martin
2: man Malachi Black's so great.
1: And Malachi Black, uh, like not even under WWE, just under Triple H. Presentation was
0: bang right. Mm. I think that move would satisfy everybody. Or we'll I don't le- know contracts though. We'll leave it there because me and Sidney need to go to talk about the Escape the Cage elimination match from this week's uh, AEW collision. But thank you to everyone who's joined us uh, for your questions uh, and uh, for joining us live on YouTube, of course. Continue the conversation in the comments section below or on X at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at. I'm Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow our brilliant producer at It's Adam Nickus. Follow us all at, at what Culture WWE. even. I was about to say my own name again there. Ah. Um, But for now, thank you to everyone for sending your questions. Thank you for your donations. Uh, and uh, hope, uh, ah. thank you. Uh, this has been the Royal Rumble Review. My thanks to Hampton Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ah. <laughs>